This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Jeff Norcross, in for Dave Miller. A report released last fall by U.S. Soccer shook the sporting world. The investigation, led by former U.S. Attorney Sally Yates, detailed a culture of harassment and abuse in professional women's soccer. It also concluded this misconduct has its roots at the youth soccer level. Seattle Public Radio Station KNKX is out with a new investigation of a top-tier youth soccer program in Washington State. It uncovered allegations of racial and sexual harassment, player endangerment, and inappropriate touching of underage athletes. We'll be getting into details, so keep that in mind when there might be young people listening with you. Grace Madigan is a reporter with KNKX, and she joins us now. Grace, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. So this club is called Crossfire Premier. It's in Redmond. And so we just we un, just so we understand the stakes, how successful are they? Yeah, so this is one of the top clubs definitely in Washington State and even in the nation. And the way you can kind of uh, characterize that is the fact that they've got teams playing in the ECNL, which is the Elite Clubs National League which is the one of the top uh, leagues that you can play in in youth soccer. Um, most of these players uh, go on to play in college, and the majority of them are playing D1, and many go on to play professionally in the U.S. and around the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a club that young players hope to be able to join there in the Seattle area? A hundred percent. It's a club where if you want to play D1, um, if you want to play professionally, if you have any aspirations, Crossfire advertises themselves and everyone knows that Crossfire is one of the clubs, is the club that you go to. Your story focuses on two coaches at Crossfire. Their names are Bernie James and Billy Whiskell. Uh, we'll talk about each of them in turn, but taken together, what kind of reputation do they have as coaches? Yeah, you know, um, they're coaching some of the top teams at the club. So, you know, they have teams that play in other competitive leagues, but both of them, Billy and Bernie, uh, coach ECNL teams. Um, And, you know, Bernie James last year in 2022, he led his U18, U19 boys team to the ECNL National Championship. So they've got um, many successes under their name. Um, but they're both known to be, uh, you know, yellers. Um, they are known to use language from the sidelines um, that parents and players have uh, commented on. Yeah, well, let's get specific. We'll start with Billy Whiskell. What do the players you talk to accuse him of doing? Yeah, so um, Elise Morris is one of the player, former players of Billy Whiskell that I talked to, and um, they described, you know, some of the yelling um, and uh, sort of verbal abuse they experienced during their time. But uh, yeah, I think you guys have a clip um, from from Elise themselves. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear what Elise uh, Elise had to say. They developed an eating disorder during that time. I. Um, had such a negative self-image. You learn who you are through your sport if you're playing at that level. And the things that Billy was teaching me was to hate myself, was to hate others. Yeah. And Elise Morris was a serious player. How did the experience with Billy Whiskell affect their relationship with soccer? Yeah, they said that they 
they lost that love for soccer that they had. They were really, really passionate going in. Um, they were entering freshman year of high school and they switched to Crossfire because they wanted to go down that road of playing it um, at a D1 school. But, you know, um, after a year or so of playing at Crossfire under Billy, um, Elisa, said they basically questioned if they would even continue playing soccer. There was an investigation into Wiskell's behavior by an organization called the U.S. Center for Safe Sport. What came of that? Yeah, so um, there was an investigation that was closed last spring. Um, uh, so that basically means the yeah, U.S. Center for Safe Sport uh, closed that. And when reached by phone, Billy said that he was cleared and uh, specifically denied ever making racial comments to his players um, and uh, ended the phone call there. And I followed up with the attorney that represented him and Crossfire, um, and she declined to elaborate on what exactly the investigation was about. But we do know that there was an investigation and it was closed. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about a new investigative report about the culture of abuse and player mistreatment at a highly competitive youth soccer program in the Seattle area. Grace Madigan is a reporter with KNKX. We were just talking about Coach Billy Wiskell here. His boss at Crossfire is the director of coaching Bernie James, obviously an extremely successful coach, as you have already mentioned here. But you tell this story about another coach at Crossfire and how James treated her son when he was injured. Can you tell me that story? Yeah, so this other coach you're uh, mentioning uh, is Justy Baumgart, and she was at Crossfire from 2009 to 2022, so for a long time. And her, she has two sons, and they played for Crossfire. Um, and the important thing to know about um, all of this is that even before um her son, Katie Yamada's injury that kind of propelled her to do something is that for this decade she was coaching at Crossfire, she was enduring uh, sexual harassment um, by Bernie James. And so, you know, when her son uh, uh, got a concussion in a game when he was playing for Bernie James uh, towards the end of 2021, um, in December, it was sort of uh, the final straw for her to decide to to actually do something and uh, uh, try and maybe like uh, hold Crossfire accountable. But essentially, the incident was her son, who was 17 at the time, um, in December of 2021. Uh, they were playing uh, Spokane Sounders um, over at Marymore, um, which is a public park on the east side um, of the Seattle area. And her son was dragged down by uh, another player um, with just 15 minutes left to go. Um, and I saw a video, his shoulders hit the ground, then his head kind of pops off the ground. And it was clear because he rolls over holding his head that he was injured. Um, he was diagnosed with a concussion by a doctor and his mom says he missed a week of school. So hmm. it was a serious injury and something that Washington state law says that uh, needs to be taken seriously and a player needs to be evaluated by a medical professional before entering, uh, returning to the field.
Yeah. And as you mentioned, this inspired Justy Baumgart to actually do something. And she made a report to SafeSport about the incident and James's handling of it. What was the outcome of that? Yeah, so before she, there was even an outcome, this report kind of got bounced around. Um, she reported initially to Safe Sport about specifically her son's concussion, but this was dismissed by Safe Sport um, and sent back to U.S. Soccer, who sent it to Washington Youth Soccer, <laughs> who sent it then back to U.S. Soccer, and it kind of stayed there until... Um, uh, some retaliation, um, what Baumgart believes to be retaliation happened, and then U.S. Soccer helped file a second safe sport report um, regarding retaliation and the sexual harassment that Justy would um, eventually told them about. And so the second um, report to safe sport was the one that ultimately got investigated, and that was closed um, at the end of April this year. So it took over... Um, a year because that second say sport report was made uh, last uh, March. So March 2022 outcome April 2023. Okay. Um, and the outcome basically closed closed the case um, according to Justy who had a phone call with Safe Sport. Okay. Well, two coaches, two investigations, two closed investigations. Um, mm-hmm. what what does uh, what does coach Bernie James say about all this? Yeah, so when I called James, he had a prepared statement that he put together with his attorney, and basically he just said that U.S. Center for Safe Sport concluded their investigation and dismissed the allegations, um, and that he would continue to coach. Hmm. You know, Justy Baumgart decided to stop coaching after this investigation was concluded, and she talked about that decision with you. Here's what she said. You know, obviously I was a part of that culture for 13 years and and I chose to stay and there are a lot of things that I, you know, disagreed with Um, and, you know, stepping away from it, uh, being away from it for the past year, you realize kind of really how bad it really was. How has this whole experience affected her? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly the fact that she, I mean... Um, yeah, the fact that she decided to leave um, coaching club soccer uh, speaks volumes to this whole experience. Um, if, you know, she felt like she didn't get uh, any um, accountability, um, even though she clearly tried to. Um, so I think it kind of like made her question, you know, spending over a decade in this sort of system. Um so, yeah, it was just um, it was it was definitely, I think, disheartening for her, for someone who, you know, played at the highest level and um, to see this happening at uh, the youth, the youth level. Yeah. So what about these two coaches, Bernie James and Billy Whiskle? Are they are they both still coaching? They are still coaching. Yep. Is there any change in the organization that you can point to? Um, so far, no. Uh, they are both still coaching. Uh, I think, I believe Billy is coaching several teams. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, there's, there was nothing that was done by Safe Sport, um, no sanctions or anything. So, um, as far as we all, I know, um, they, nothing has changed. Yeah. You know, as we mentioned at the top, uh, the Yates report that came out last year, points to the culture of harassment in professional women's soccer as having roots in the youth game. And I'm wondering if your reporting bears that out. 
Uh, you know, I think so. And, you know, Crossfire is just one club, you know, one youth soccer club, obviously. But um, for me, at least, talking with uh, four former players for Billy Whiskle who were all on the same team and hearing them talk about that environment on the team and uh, the things that Billy would say, what struck me was were the similarities between how they described Billy and how the players in the Yates report described coaches um, named in that report. Um, you know, the uh, remarks that were racially insensitive, commenting about players' bodies and, um, you know, really questioning um, players' like confidence in themselves. Um, those are all things that cross the former Crossfire player said that you can see um, in the Yates report, which I think is pretty, pretty telling. Grace, thank you so much for this. Thank you for having me. Grace Madigan is a reporter with public radio station KNKX.